Hello, friends. Um, the night is winding down here, so this is going to be the last of our string of lessons for now until the stream teaches me new things and I'm more inspired. Um, this one is called Tools Don't Matter. So here's a few quick anecdotes. Laricon, one of the Laricons, I don't remember. I'm in the audience and Ryan Singer is doing a talk and he's fantastic. One of the smartest dudes you can follow on Twitter and whatever. He's one of the guys at, at Basecamp. He's like number three at Basecamp and he's just a freaking smart guy. And he's doing a talk and his talk, of course, is incredibly badass in my opinion. He's just up there with an iPad Pro screen sharing it and uh, just writing on it, like drawing, like with a, the Apple Pencil. He's just drawing on the iPad and everybody is just learning a ton and absorbing a ton of amazing information. Um, and for, I'm wondering if I can remember actually what he was teaching on. I think he was talking about, uh, I don't know, but it was totally awesome and you should go look it up. Ryan Singer. So then he did a Q&A at the end because his talk was fairly short and he's just standing there fielding questions. And I have one burning question of all the gold that he just, you know, gave to us. My burning question is, what app are you using to draw on? <laughs> That's the thing I want to know most. And I asked him, like, I remember, I, it was like kind of uncharacteristic of me. I get like really nervous in that kind of scenario in the crowd when somebody, you know, like I'm, I'm never, I'm almost never the person to do that because I feel like, well, what if I like stutter and can't even like start the question? Everyone will stare at me, you know, like weird, stupid stuff like that. So I raised my hand. He, he calls on me and I said, uh, what app are you using? And he goes, um, it's good notes, but tools don't matter. And everybody laughs and I'm like partially humiliated, but not that humiliated, but still, he's just like, um, yeah, it's good notes, but tools don't matter. Shut up. And, uh, yeah, he's, and he was teaching a lesson there, which is like, don't care about the app, please. Like use a pen and paper first, you know? And so this sort of stuck in my head and I could go on a tangent about how I bought an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil and used GoodNotes and I never use it, but I use a uh, pencil and paper all the time. Um, yeah, because I was chasing some sort of tool aesthetic instead of chasing the process, which is the real thing to chase. So I had a sort of kind of similar experience with fly fishing. When I started getting into fly fishing, you will, if you try to get into it, if you look up tutorials and you, whatever, you talk to people, you read books, everything, everything will tell you that there is one way. Well, there's many ways, but there's one fundamental kind of way to set up your line. By line, I mean, you know, the thing that goes out to the fish with the hook on it. And I told you that, that fly fishing is weird. It's not like a normal fishing pole where you have just fishing line and a hook on it. You have the fly line, which is the floating line that you're whipping around back and forth. It's not like something that you cast and you have a reel that goes like, wee, you know, it's just like a bunch of line that's slack and floppy and the casting is kind of manipulating that line. And so then attached to that line, you use a special knot called a nail knot and you need a special tool to do the nail knot. So you have to have the nail knot tool and then you can tie the nail knot, which is difficult and hard to remember. And you have to look it up a bunch of times and practice it in your bedroom. And that's your leader attached to that. And a leader is more like a fishing line. It's clear and it looks like fishing line, but it's tapered. It starts out really thick and it just slowly tapers over like nine feet until the end that it's like hair thin. And then from that, you tie on your tippet and your tippet is the final piece of line that you tie your fly to that, that the, you know, whatever. And it's a, so the idea is that instead of just having one, you know, leader and then your fly, 
uh, if you break off from a fish or something where you might lose a bunch of your sinkers and your bobbers and stuff like that. You lose a bunch of stuff and it's too thick and so fish will see it. So your tippet is a way to kind of separate the, you know, the, the valuable stuff from the part that's likely to get stuck and broke off. Um, so your tippet, there's, you know, whatever, it's really thin, it's much lighter weight and it, it holds less and it's, th- it's really thin. So it's hard to see and it won't spook fish. And so that knot that you tie your tippet to your leader is, uh, there's a bunch of different knots. And so you can get into the whole thing, the debates of what's the best knot and whatever. And some people will tell you that a double uni knot is the best. And other will tell you that I can't think of another knot name that you would use for that. But they're complicated. Let me tell you they're complicated and they're very freaking hard to tie. Like very hard to tie. <laughs> and I, when we first, uh, we, we did that first fly fishing thing with the guide in Colorado, we spent like multiple hours, I think, just tying lines and learning about the proper uh, knots and the prop whatever. I remember sitting there with lawn chairs uh, like next to our car on the stream, sitting there tying these things and very difficult to learn and whatever. And it took so long. And so I enjoy tactile stuff like that. So that's what I'm all about. That's why I liked knowing what app are you using, Ryan Singer. I love the, the experience, the tactile experience of everything. It's one of the my favorite things about fly fishing is it's so much, there's so much to learn. It's so involved. There's so much for your fingers to do and so many knots to learn. And I love knots. That's a story for another time. So, so yeah. So, uh, I did that for a long time and you, you try different leaders, lengths and weights and different knots and leader or tippet rings instead of these tippet knots. So then I hire a guide last week. I've only hired two guides ever. It sounds like I pay a bunch of people to teach me how to fish, but that's an, actually another good episode is, is uh, paying professionals to teach you stuff is a massive shortcut. And uh, yeah, so I uh, am with the guide and this guide is so much more chill. He's not like, you know, stuck up. I'm, you know, Colorado Rockies fly guy. He's like, oh, I'm, you know, like Buffalo have a normal day job at a factory and I'm just looking to catch fish, but I really like it and I'm good at it. So what he does is he uses just fishing line. That's it. He ties fishing line to the fly line and that's it. No leader, no tippet, no special knots, nothing. It's just fishing line like you'd have on a normal fishing pole. Because guess what? The fish don't know the freaking difference. (laughs) They don't. It's just fishing line. And I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you just tie. He's like, oh, yeah, I just tie fluorocarbon. That fluorocarbon, there's two types of fishing line, monofilament and fluorocarbon. Long story short is fluorocarbon is really hard to see for fish. It's annoying to work with. So, you know, whatever. Some people hate it, but it's hard to see for fish. He goes, I just tie, you know, nine feet of fluorocarbon on. That's it. He's like, you know what? I'm guiding. Everybody's getting hung up. It's just so much easier. I don't have to sit there and like rig up a bunch of expensive stuff all the time. It's just use the fluorocarbon. So I started doing that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I'm, I'm not like, I used to spend so much time sitting next to the stream fiddling with all my stuff because of course I'm a noob and I get hung up and then I have to, you know, redo everything, which takes me 20 minutes because these knots are insane. I'm literally, I almost always have to pull up Google images and find the diagrams for the knots. So I don't have to do that anymore. And the fish don't care. I just caught a bunch of fish on just fluorocarbon attached to the freaking leader. They don't care what reel you're using. They don't care what rod you're using. They have no idea. It doesn't bother them at all. And in the same way, the process in of whatever you're doing, uh, the process of specking out a feature or um, wireframing, you know, a new like section of your app, 
it doesn't care what tool you're using. It doesn't care. Pen and paper works fantastic for a ton of things. And the same goes for programming in so many ways. Geeking out on tools is amazing. And it's a huge perk of the job. It's a huge, like, it's something that I really enjoy doing. And geeking out on leaders and tippets is also really cool. And I enjoy that too. But here's the thing. Tools don't matter. What matters is getting started, getting fish, reducing variables, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get into the other stuff. And so this also applies to the the reel I'm using and the, the poll I'm using. The poll I'm using, you'll never, like you would prop, I bet a bunch of purists like might even say like, like, oh, you're not going to catch fish on that. Like it's an underpowered poll. It's something for small trout because that's all I have. And I've stopped myself like, don't buy the, the poll you're supposed to buy for steelhead because catch the steelhead first. Come on. Like, because let's say that you're supposed to buy the bigger pole for X, Y, and Z. Okay. Well, let's say that my pole snaps when I have a big one on. That's a good problem to have. That means I've gotten good enough to get one on and then I'll buy the bigger pole. You know, let your skill and the process drive out the tools you use, put the process, put the skill, put the techniques first, tools second. And this is something that I'm always trying to discipline myself because my nature is go buy the best gear, Go buy the cool stuff, find out what the pros are using and use that stuff. But uh, no, I forced myself like, you don't get to do that stuff until you put the process and the techniques first. This this microphone that I'm recording on is a badass mic. It's the Shure SM7B. It's really, really nice. But I started on whatever, the Blue Snowball. And I stayed on that for a long time. And then I, when I needed to upgrade, I bought the $100 USB Rode mic because I thought, don't do, don't go whole hog and use what Joe Rogan uses when you record like one podcast every two weeks, whatever. You can get away with this for a long time. Uh, but then when I like got into screencasting, was doing this a lot more and doing conferences and stuff like that, then it justified all the new gear. And I love the new gear, but I forced myself to earn it. And I'm glad when I do that. I don't always do it. And I'm not judging you if you don't, but we're at the end of time. So thanks for listening. Tools don't matter. Oh, I got to stop this thing. Okay, stop. Bye.